are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. And it's another big day here for the Chicago Blackhawks, as tonight they take on the Florida Panthers at 6 p.m. Central Time. That's the second meeting of this two-game series, of course, the Hawks fell to the Cats 5-2 on Sunday to drop their record to 0-3 through three games. So a pretty big one here tonight just to try and uh, finally get into that win column. Definitely don't want to start out the year going 0-4 on this four-game road trip, even if you know two of the games came against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a start everyone would like to avoid here. So a big one tonight for the Hawks. Try and get that record up to 1-3. And to start off the show today, I wanted to give a little preview of that matchup tonight, the lineups and everything along those lines per usual. So starting with the Blackhawks, head coach Jeremy Colleton spoke yesterday after the team held practice, and he didn't really reveal anything about the lineup, but one thing I did find interesting was that he said Kevin Lankinen is still very much in this goaltender competition, even though we've only seen... Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia so far and he made it sound like Lankinen is going to get his opportunity sooner rather than later so I'm curious to see if that winds up being tonight here against the Florida Panthers although I'm gonna guess that uh the Hawks will wait until they get back home to face Detroit to give him his first NHL start but based on Colleton's comments it could possibly even be tonight so we'll just have to wait and see as I said, though, I don't expect it to happen. I think Subban is likely to get his second start of the season here. I think that just makes more sense after giving Delia his two, the last two. Subban had the opener. It would just make sense for them to split these two in two. But I'm glad that Colleton said, you know, he's not limiting it down to just those two guys, especially with Rockford not starting up until February 5th. It's important for Lankinen while he's here it's important for him to get some actual game reps before he's likely going to be the one sent down to the AHL. So I'm intrigued to see how that whole situation plays out because, as Carlton said, it's still a wide-open battle here through the first week of the season. Both Subban and Delia have not looked very good in their first bit of action. As for the Panthers, head coach Joel Quenville confirmed that Sergei Bobrovsky will be in net tonight after he missed their opener on Sunday. Chris Dreiger got the start in net and performed pretty well, as he always seems to do in that backup role. Uh, but Bob is back. He'll be suiting up tonight. And while he is one of the very best in the business, this is going to be his first bit of game action in quite some time, you know. So maybe a chance here for the Blackhawks to take advantage. I know that sounds kind of crazy against 
arguably the NHL's best netminder, but this 2021 season, it's so wacky and so unique and unlike any that we've experienced in the past. So maybe there's a little rust there with Bob. I don't know, but uh, Q did confirm that he'll get the start for the Panthers. He said that Bobrovsky is more than ready to go tonight. Now, moving on to the Blackhawks lineup. I don't think we'll see any changes to this forward group from the last two games. Pia Suter's looked pretty good in that top six role. Philip kirishev has been pretty impressive through his first couple of games. So I think Colleton leaves that group the same. I don't see Brandon Peary getting back in just yet. But one change I could see them making is possibly deciding to scratch Adam Boquist tonight after a subpar start to the season. He just hasn't looked very comfortable in his own zone and it's been kind of disappointing to see him look pretty much like the same player he was last year. So, due to Boquist's rocky start, I wouldn't be surprised to see either Nicholas Bodan or Lucas Carlson hop into the lineup tonight, or maybe even Wyatt Kalanuck. I, I just think with three young defensemen looking for playing time here on the taxi squad, as I said, Rockford doesn't start until February 5th. So with them still up at the NHL level, now is a good opportunity to, to get one of those guys into the lineup for a game or two. And while it is pretty early to be scratching Boquist, I will admit, I mean, three games, come on, like, that's, I don't even know if that's enough to call it a slump. Um, and, and with him being one of the top prospects in this system, you know, it, it is really early to be doing that. But I still do think a message needs to be sent. I think everyone can agree that Boquist needs to be better, especially in his own zone. He, he's just so crucial to this rebuild here in Chicago. He's someone the Hawks are really banking on to be a good player for them. And I could see Colleton giving him a game or two in the press box as a little bit of a wake-up call. I don't know if that's the right decision. As I said, it's just so soon. But with all the young guys here, it's kind of like, why not? It's not like... I mean, I hope scratching Bocos at this point wouldn't hurt his confidence. More so, as I said, just just kind of a wake-up call because he's not getting the job done right now. And we have guys in the wings who are needing an opportunity. And with the Blackhawks starting 0-3, it's like, come on. This this seems like a pretty good opportunity here. What I am curious to see, though, is if Boquist does, in fact, wind up getting scratched tonight, who's going to fill in for him? Is it Bodan? Is it Carlson? Kalanuk? Off the top of my head, I have to think the leg up would have to go to Nicholas Bodan after the tremendous training camp that he had. And Colleton spoke very highly of him and said he was the biggest surprise of camp. So that leads me to believe that Bodan is next up on the depth chart at the moment. But I wouldn't be surprised in the least to see either Kalanuk or Carlson tonight. Carlson looked fine in his time up with the Blackhawks late last season and he even got in for a playoff game when Boquist was scratched. So that's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. And same with Kalanuk. I mean, the rumors heading into camp and when they signed him was, they suggested that he was going to be in the mix on the back end this year as well. So who knows which player Colleton is going to roll with tonight if he does, in fact, wind up scratching Boquist. But definitely something to pay attention to as the Blackhawks hit the ice for their morning skate here in just a couple hours. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my prediction at the Blackhawks' changes to their lineup tonight against the Panthers. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about the line combinations that Coach Colleton could use, as well as all the gambling lines and odds for tonight's matchup. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you could use for other important things like, you know, your mortgage or, or food. And why would you choose to spend 30%, 50% or even up to 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. RockAuto.com's catalog is also remarkably unique and easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brands, all the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, unlike a chain store or a new car dealership. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you could go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck? This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, then be sure to listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you may listen to your podcasts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just finished up taking a stab at the Blackhawks lineup changes tonight against the Panthers. Moving on now, I wanted to talk a little bit about the line combinations because head coach Jeremy Carlton, he started to mix things up a little bit here within his top six. And as I just spoke about, there could be some changes on defense tonight as well. So starting with the first line, it's been interesting so far because... Dylan Strom spent some time there. Pia Suter spent some time there. On the first power play group, it's been Dylan Strom. But on Sunday, it was a lot of Suter along with Kanan Debrinkit. And Suter actually finished with more ice time than Strom did. So it looks like we're starting to see a little bit of a transition here to Pia Suter becoming the Blackhawks' top-line center, which for a rookie to come in from overseas and be the top-line center right away... uh, Kind of, kind of sad and shows you the detrimental situation the Blackhawks really are in right now. But it also speaks volumes to how well Suter has played on the offensive side of things so far. He's been very impressive. He's looked good with the puck on his stick. He's been making things happen in the offensive zone in all three games so far. He had that crazy spinorama. I wish that goal counted so badly. Um, he, he's just looked really solid. So I wouldn't be surprised in the least to see Suter start the game tonight once again in between... Alex Dabrinkit and Patrick Kane on that top line. One thing I will say about Suter, though, is if you look at his numbers, he's only won 39.9% of his face-offs so far, which is really gross. I mean, I know he's a rookie, but I would just wonder if, if Colleton will move him back to wing once Carl Soderberg jo- joins the team after this four-game road trip. Don't forget about Carl Soderberg, ladies and gentlemen. We still got to find a spot for him somewhere in this lineup. 
Uh, that's a problem for later on in the week, though. As for tonight, I would expect to see Debrinket, Suter, and Kane on the Blackhawks' top line. Colleton continuing to give Suter an opportunity to prove himself at the center position. And that leaves Dominic Kubalik, Dylan Strom, and Philip Kirishev as the second line. And by the way, Colleton spoke on Sunday after the game about how Kubalik and Kirishev's time on ice was a little messed up. Well, he turned out to be right. There was a bit of a mistake made in the first period when originally it stated that Kubalik played just two minutes and Philip Kirishev had even less. So uh, Carlton kind of took some flack for that. But after the adjustments, the time on ice, it, it made it a little bit better for Sunday. Kubalik finished at 16 minutes, but I still feel like Carlton's been very reluctant to give him, and Kirishev for that matter, the, the proper ice time that they deserve. And it's frustrating because clearly us Blackhawks fans can tell what kind of team we have this season. We know it's going to be tough to win games. I mean, we're already 0-3 and have a goal differential of minus 10, which is the worst in the NHL by a couple. So <laughs> it should be fairly obvious that the goal this season is to develop prospects rather than worry about wins and losses. But I, I'm not sure... Colleton and the coaching staff are, are on that same page or have gotten that memo. I get you want to win every game, but let's be real with this situation here. It's, it's, it's time to start letting the prospects show what they got, regardless of a win or a loss. So I'm hoping to see more out of both Kubalik and Kirishev tonight and also just going forward in general for the Blackhawks. Even though the bottom six has done literally nothing offensively, I think it's going to stay the same. I think Yanmark, Walmark, and Shaw are all locked into the lineup, as is Highmore, Camp, and Carpenter. I know those two lines don't have a lot of offensive weapons, but man, it would just be so nice if they could chip in for a goal here and there. If they could get one tonight and take some of that pressure off the top six, I think that would relieve the Blackhawks tremendously up front. The, they literally have not accounted for a goal here through the first three games, so... Any help, I think, would go a long way for the Blackhawks recording their first victory of 2021. Moving on to the defense now, even though Duncan Keith has been pretty horrible so far, I think we'll continue to see him receiving top-pairing minutes along with Connor Murphy, who's been rocking the A with Brent Seabrook out of the lineup. Those two, they, they just need to be better, more so on Keith, but, but, but Murphy hasn't been the best in his own zone so far as well. They've both had a couple major defensive gaffes. And the Blackhawks just count on, on those two guys and count on that pairing so much, especially with Boquist and Mitchell on the other two pairings. That top pairing's supposed to be, you know, that, that veteran shutdown combo, and we've just yet to see that through these three games. So hopefully they'll be able to get back to playing, you know, some better fundamental hockey tonight to, to give their goaltending some help and their team a, a better chance to pull out a victory. The second pairing, I expect to stay the same with Calvin DeHaan and Ian Mitchell. Neither neither have been great, but I think they've done well as a pairing and they've established some chemistry. And also, it's it's big for Mitchell to be playing with someone that he can trust right now. So I think that pairing will stay the same. As for the third pairing, though, uh, if Boquist does wind up getting scratched, I'm going to guess that Nicholas Bodan slots into the lineup tonight, the former first-round pick of the Blackhawks. And I, th I think he'll, he'll just slide in and skate with Nikita Zadorov like Boquist has through these first three games. And what's nice about Zadorov is 
He has experience playing on both the left and the right side. Even though he's a left-handed defenseman, he's capable of playing the right spot, which will allow Bodan or even Carlson or Kalanuk for that matter. All three are left-handed defensemen. That allows them to come into the lineup and play their natural side, makes it a little easier for them and you know, their their first little bit of NHL action. I know Bodan and Carlson have already made their NHL debuts, but still, that'll make things a little easier for them. Uh, so if one of those do, in fact, get a look here tonight, I expect Zadorov to just be bumped over to the right side on that third defensive pairing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my prediction of the Blackhawks lineup tonight. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to talk about all the gambling odds and lines for tonight's matchup against the Florida Panthers. And speaking of that, to check them out yourself, be sure to go to betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action by going to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The NFL playoffs are heading into the conference championships. College basketball's inching closer to March Madness. The NHL is back, and there's only one place that has you covered for all your betting needs and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. You can also visit the Locked On Podcast Network's exclusive partner on social media at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account, and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished up predicting the Blackhawks lineup for tonight. Now, before I wrap things up, I wanted to be sure to mention all the lines and odds for tonight's matchup, courtesy of the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive partner, betonline.ag. So, according to Bet Online, at the moment, the Panthers are the favorites tonight. No surprise here, as their current money line odds are minus 163, while the Blackhawks are plus 147. So, honestly, not too bad for either side. If you wanted to go and throw $20 on the favorite Panthers, that would be a $12.17 payout. So, honestly, maybe not worth it for, you know, a team that's really not all that good on paper, even though it is against the Blackhawks. Um, but if you wanted to go and bet on the boys, plus 147 for a win, some pretty good odds for this matchup. I think the Hawks also could be due for one here. They honestly haven't played too terrible through these first three games, if you look at it, things as a whole, they've just had, you know, a 10-minute stretch in each of them where they completely forgot how to play hockey, and it really cost them in all three. So I honestly do think there's a good chance for a win here tonight. And if you went and threw $20 down on our Blackhawks, if they win, you could walk away with nearly $30 of profit. So pretty good odds here. Looking at the puck lines, at the moment, the Panthers are 
minus one and a half at plus 138. That's a pretty tempting number. Uh, and the Hawks are plus one and a half, obviously, at minus 158. And I only say the Panthers are, uh, the Panthers at plus 138 is tempting because, look, the Blackhawks, they've lost all three games to start the season here by at least three goals, meaning the opposing team has covered their puck line in all three contests so far. So at least, you know, at, at one plus, at plus uh, 138, those are pretty good odds for a nice payout. And that seems like something you want to take until the the Blackhawks prove you otherwise. That's kind of what I've been doing. And that's also how I feel about the Hawks being at plus one and a half as well. I, I know I said I think they can get a win here tonight. So hypothetically, you know, plus one and a half should seem like a gimme. But a minus 158 payout, I mean... I just don't know if, if if that's worth it because there's still a pretty good chance that they lose by two goals again here tonight. And as I said, that's happened in all three games so far. So the Hawks have yet to cover their puck line. Their opposition has yet to not cover their puck line. And until that happens, with the Blackhawks uh, with a number this bad at plus one and a half, I'm just going to stay put, honestly, and keep a hold on my money. Last but not least... The over-under, as usual, is at 6.5. The over is minus 101. The under is minus 109. Not a huge difference here, but for what it's worth, the over's covered in the last two games after coming up a goal short in the opener, which cost me. Unfortunately, Blackhawks only scored one goal. Typical. Um, and, and, you know, with the Blackhawks having goaltender woes and there's just so many question marks still in that department, once again, I'd say... You know, there's a higher likelihood that this is a high-scoring affair rather than a defensive battle. So if I had to pick one of the two, I'd probably bank on the overhitting. Is That's been a common theme here early, and it could be uh, a common theme throughout the course of this regular season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, January 19th episode of Locked on Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked on Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day and after the show ask your smart device to play the lockdown nhl podcast the nhl regular season is underway and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to lockdown nhl local experts each week bring you the biggest stories game recaps and fantasy advice all in one podcast So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can always check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.